0: Support for today's episode comes from Dean Products, a sexual wellness brand with a goal of closing the pleasure gap for people with vulvas. And you know, I personally love the versatility of the products, whether you're going to use it for solo play, partner play, if it says it's a G-spot vibrator, or you can use it on your clit, on your nipples, on your neck. It's so many options. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 10% off your purchase by using the code boonie One Zero. All caps, that's Booney10. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on the BooneyBreakdown.com. Hey, y'all, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, welcome to episode 209 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. We're back this week. I want to thank you for obliging me, for letting me take time to vacate. To soak in some sun, to be ratchet, to have a good time in Houston with my friends. But we're back this week with a great episode. Our guest this week is Majesty the Fun Sexual. You've probably heard of her, you've seen her on some other podcasts. I just love her spirit and her energy. She is not a sex educator, but she is a sex enthusiast and she likes creating safe spaces for people navigating the world of sexuality. Look, You're probably already saying, what the fuck is a fun sexual? But we get to that. We talk about that. We talk about her current sexual fantasies. We end up having an amazing conversation around consent and power. We talk about group sex, the perfect dick. Some of the things that she's into, Um, this was really... I just think you just got to listen to the conversation. There's no way to describe it. If you're not familiar with Majesty, I think after you listen to this and you're someone who's been curious about play parties and exploring um, your sexuality deeper, this is someone you're going to connect with and you're going to want to follow her. So stick around for that conversation. All right. We're going to hop right into my pick of the week. Um, This week, my pick of the week is Rothaniel. If you just heard me say that, you're probably like, what the fuck is Rothaniel? Rothaniel is the latest comedy special from Gerard Carmichael. Now, I hate that the media spoils things. So I am not going to spoil it. But what I am going to say to you is that you should watch it. Um, I know it says it's a comedy special. And yes, you laugh. But to me, it came off more of as a therapy session, a healing. Um, I, it, it's just really funny from the way it was shot to his interactions with the audience to what he was trying to get off his chest. Brilliant. Just absolutely fucking brilliant. For me, the um, the... A uh, storytelling aspect was top notch, like to be able to t- be a storyteller like that, to get people to connect emotionally with you, to kind of have the audience calling you on some bullshit, to also then having them laugh. I think his comedic timing is That's one of the things I like about him. So I'm also kind of curious, and I saw this conversation happening on Twitter, that now with this revelation that he drops in this, how people are going to receive him who may not have known his comedy otherwise. So for people who were now calling out Dave Chappelle for bullshit, um, I think sometimes Gerard Carmichael to the standard that people are viewing that on is worse than dave Chappelle, so this will be interesting to see this um i think this is pushing him into the next stratosphere of celebrity if that makes sense but i've been a fan of his for a long time just a few months ago i just re-watched all of the Carmichael show what if you've never watched it, it is on hulu go check it out i think it's three seasons because he quit the show because um it was something over the n-word i can't remember all of the details but they walked away from the show But that show is fucking funny with David Allen Greer. I think Tiffany Haddish is in it. Little Rao. Everybody's Mama. Loretta Devine. Excellent show. Go watch it. But watch it after you watch Rothaniel. And then you'll find that you'll be like, ew, Rothaniel. But he explains all that in the special. So check it out. It's on HBO Max. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later, please housekeeping not now all right we have a lot of housekeeping <laughs> um so first we need to do some feedback i do want to point out last week i did a podcast episode swap so i know i could see from the downloads that not a lot of you went and watched listened to it um but well not me not say that a lot of you listen but not my normal weekly listen and so i get it My podcast, you want to hear my voice or me interacting with guests. But I did this podcast swap because it was amazing to see the vulnerability of two black men or three black men at one point, Um, someone in the background was chiming in. I think it was nice to see them emote to highlight when they're not well, when they need help, how they're afraid to speak out. It was an excellent episode. So if you're listening for, if you want to listen to something else this week, you get bored, please go back and check out that bonus episode. Um, I got some feedback from LaCasia and she said, greetings, this episode was everything. I really enjoyed the openness and vulnerability of these men. I shared this podcast to every male I know. I am now a fan. And so... I'm not saying you're going to be a fan of what you listen to, but I do hope that you guys go back and check out the bonus episode, Infinite Grace with uh, Bourbon and Boy Shorts podcast. Also, we got to flip it all the way back to two weeks ago for episode 208 that we had with Jennifer Eden. Um, I got some really amazing feedback about this episode with Jennifer. I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it. I just recently just got this message and said, I finished the Jennifer Eden episode and I fell in love with your podcast. It's funny, it's informative, and it talks about sex in a way that someone who is curious, but possibly uncomfortable can navigate in a safe way with their questions answered. It was just everything. So happy to have found it and you, you for sure gained a supporter in me. So thank you, Rocky, for that amazing message. And again, if you have not checked out those two episodes, I encourage you to go back and do so. Also, because last week I did not do an episode with my voice on the regular platform. Patreon gang got a bonus episode. They got a recap of my uh thoughts of houston my trip to houston and so if you want to you know you could have listened you could have heard my voice last week if you had just joined for as low as three dollars you can head on over to patreon.com backslash the boonie breakdown also in that episode patreon gang knows the dates and locations of the first two boonie shows they have it They're going to have it. They're going to get first crack at these tickets in a couple weeks, hopefully in two weeks. They will be getting first crack at those tickets. And so if you want to be in the know, you want to secure all that shit, then you head on over to patreon.com backslash Boonie Breakdown and you can get that. Also, if this is your first time listening, welcome. You can follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at The Booney Breakdown. On Twitter, just at Boonie Breakdown. When you share this episode, tag it, put us in your Insta store. You could tag us on Twitter. You can tag us on Facebook. We love it. Put it in your group chat. Drop it in a, a Discord that you're in for another podcast group. I don't give a fuck. But please just share this episode because that's how we increase and grow. All right. And so that is it for me. I'm going to shut the fuck up now and let's get ready to break it down. Hey, guys, it's your girl, Boonie, and um, I'm always excited when I have people who are so interesting and amazing on the podcast, and so I want to welcome Majesty to the Boonie Breakdown. Hey, hey, hey.
1: <laughs> How are you? I am. I'm amazing. I Today was actually a really good day. I feel good. I'm excited to be here. I'm yes. ready. Yes. <laughs> I love when we
0: have good days. Look, I, you know, I try not to complain today as we're recording this. It's been a day. I am a little tired, but the energy is coming as soon as I hit record. <laughs> let's, go, let's, go on. <laughs> let's go. So first, for people who are not familiar with you, that this is their first time interacting with you. How do you how do you describe yourself? What do you identify as?
1: I am majesty. I am the play party princess, the wholesome hoe, a fistful of fun, the sexy sweetheart, uh, and the cultivator of good vibes.
0: Cultivator of good vibes. I like that. Um, I wanted to have a conversation with you because I've been going, I feel like the theme of my podcast season this season has been more so strong Black women who are exploring their own sexuality who are figuring out what they like, what they don't like, and taking, I'm going to say the path less traveled, right? I think a lot of women are intrigued by some of the things that I've had guests on here about. And, you know, they want to dip their toe over there, but they might be scared. So I'm going to start right over out. You know, young,
1: be scared over <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I first heard about um, Majesty on the Harder Soft podcast, and Orlando has been on my podcast I'm still trying to get Tahoe's ass Um, (laughs) but they're so great I love the podcast especially from the guys perspective what they're doing is amazing but when I heard you on there I'm like you know what she's fun follow (laughs) and so the word fun sexual works so when you're saying fun sexual are you saying because sex is fun I'm I'm gonna do it all
1: it came from. So the fun sexual term came from I was signing up for a dating website and on that dating website, they had an option, like a drop down box for your like sexual orientation. And stuff. And I was like, well, I know that I'm not straight, but know I'm not I'm a lesbian, but I know that I'm not like bisexual. I was was like, maybe I'm pansexual. So I was kind of like going through these different options and I saw like queer and I was like, what actually does queer actually mean? Which I realized that queer is actually just like a big umbrella term. And I was like, I don't know how to identify. And then I didn't want to check one of these boxes and feel like if I check this box, then I have to do everything that's under that umbrella. So I was just like, I feel like I'm just like fun sexual If it's fun and it's something that I think I'm going to enjoy doing, then I'm going to enjoy doing. it. if it's something that's actually sexual, if it's a relationship, if it's a situation that I think that I could enjoy it and I think that I want to try it and I think that I could have fun doing it I'm gonna I'm gonna do it regardless as to who that person is or how they identify so that was that was kind of where it came from
0: (laughs) I like that because um it works it matches your personality (laughs) (laughs) yeah It, it seems to match your creed I'm also intrigued because following Orlando following you You guys at a play party. And I talked about this in episode 207 um, a couple of weeks ago, by the time this airs, with um, the dope-ass unicorn. And she was talking about her sexual discovery. And I'm just like, (laughs) right? Like, yes, sis, you are living. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people want to go to play parties. They want to go to sex parties, but they're scared. So... What one tip would you tell a first timer who is on the fence? Because they want to go, they want to have some of the fun too, but they're nervous.
1: So this is the the first tip that I always give to people who want to come to play party, especially for the first time, is you do not have to do anything that you do not want to do. Any good play party before play actually starts, they're going to have a consent conversation, a consent speech where they kind of lay out um, what the, the meaning of consent. And anybody in this space, in the king spaces and BDSM spaces, uh, will understand this term consent. People who are in vanilla spaces, generally, we don't talk about it so much and we really should. But the idea of the term consent is that you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. You don't have to do anything with anybody that you don't want to do. No one can touch you. No one can hug you. No one can kiss you. No one can do anything to you without your uh, enthusiastic consent. So that is my first you know, bit or piece to anybody that nothing can happen in a space where people know what they're doing at a play party that is run the way it is supposed to be run because there are some that are not quite run the way they're supposed to um but at a party that's run the way it is supposed to be run everybody has the understanding everybody has the knowledge to know that nothing can happen to you without permission and you cannot do anything to anybody else without permission so it's not like you're going to run in there and then you're just thrown to the wolves and anybody's just gonna eat at you nothing nothing happens without your permission and guess what if you hate it if you go and you decide oh my god this is fucking terrible yeah, oh, shit, yes. <laughs> if you going to sound like this is fucking terrible, I hate it and I don't want to be here anymore, you can leave. Nobody's going to chain you to a wall. You don't have to stay. You can leave.
0: No, it's something you just said about consent. I do wish that in vanilla activities, uh, heterosexual activities, consent was more of a discussion. I think it has become this daunting fucking task when it really could be, Is it? A, can I put my mouth on your dick? Like that is consent too. It doesn't have to be. I have an affidavit. Can you fucking like,
1: it's I, not, we're bad. not to that we're not used to that. And we we live in a very patriarchal patriarchal society where men are pretty much given free reign to do anything they want to do without consequences. So, yeah, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard for men to, to now be in a space where if I want to hug you, if I want to grope you, if I want to touch you on your shoulder or something like that, I have to get your permission. It's for some people that's hard because they've in their 20, 30, 40 years of existence. They've never had to do that. they
0: never had to do to it. Men.
1: We weren't talking to in our regular vanilla sex lives. We weren't talking to sin. I didn't even understand what it was when I first came into the into the kink lifestyle and the swinger communities. Somebody had to like break that down for me. And so I like to do that for people who are know are new to the community. I usually sit people down, the newbies at the party and just have a conversation because if, if nobody else is going to do it, I'm, I'm going to be that person and I'm going to have that conversation.
0: Yeah, I just think it's so it's amazing how foreign of a concept that is, but how crucial of a a necessity it is. And how basic it it is. It's basic. It's basic as fuck. (laughs) And I think, too, you just mentioned, too, about how men sometimes don't grasp like they can't understand why that needs to happen. And I think, too, as women, I was explaining to someone recently when we were talking about consent and I was like, I'm pretty sure if you have, and this may be a trigger warning for from people, if you've never been like assaulted or uh raped or anything, you've definitely been in a situation where you had to compromise anything you were willing to do just to get out of there safely. And I had to explain to them, like, yes, I've been in a room with some big ass niggas and was like, you know what? I I'm not getting to raped. <laughs> yeah, so I gotta compromise on something I'm willing to do to get the fuck out of here safe. And men can't. They can't conceptualize that because they don't have that same fear or danger sometimes. So,
1: They can't conceptualize a lot of things because they're usually the person, they're usually the one in a, in a position of power. They're not usually the person that has to be um, submissive and subservient in, in, a, in a situation. And not use they're not usually the person being dominated in just regular situations. They're usually, you know, they're usually the, the the dominant person. So they don't know what it's like when when you're trying to get out of a room and a man is standing in front of the doorway blocking you. So you literally can't get out, even though it's playful and he's joking. Yeah, like, we're it's, joking it's, it's, like she did.
0: not I didn't mean it.
1: She wanted it like so.
0: That is a very um, I, women get it. We understand it because most of us can relate and pinpoint a situation. I also think the other part of it, too, is even if a man hasn't been in that situation where they've been the aggressor. Um, they might have some line where it's blurred. It's a little gray. And so now hearing these experiences, they start questioning like, well, fuck. You know,
1: I'm in a position where I made somebody feel like yeah, yeah like am I more talk- than have. You have. no one, you know, no one's yelling at you for, it, but acknowledge your privilege in this situation as a man. Acknowledge your privilege in those situations, and then. Take it a step further, grow from it, learn from it, and don't put other women in those positions and educate other men on the things that they're doing and those behaviors that they're doing that are making women feel uncomfortable.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But especially the part about educating, <laughs> educating your friend, educating your brother, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. that part is crucial and critical. I did not even plan to talk about consent. I'm <laughs> glad it came up for a refresher and a fucking reminder because we have a whole episode on it with Vanessa of Agustin. All right. <laughs> um it's funny because I will say it has been in recent years. This is the most, as even in my 37 years on earth, I've ever talked about consent ever. It's and I year. wish somebody had talked to motherfuckers while I was in college. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're back to the play parties. I've seen the flyers, you know, <laughs> The tickets are sold, couple, single lady, single men. So, like me, if I have a curiosity, I want to go. What is a tip you would tell me as a single woman navigating a play party?
1: Um, for a single woman navigating a play party, I was just funny. I was just having this conversation last night with some friends. Um, go with an open mind. Definitely go with an open mind. Um I know for me, my very first play party, when I started exploring play parties, I started going as a solo. I, I started going by myself. Some people, you know, are uncomfortable. They want to bring a friend. They want to bring a partner. They want to meet somebody there or whatever. I started going to parties as a solo. And that's how I rocked for my first like three years in the lifestyle. I was always rocking solo. Um but I went there with an open mind. I definitely went there with an open mind. I went there with going and saying, like, I want to experience something that I've never tried before. Mm-hmm. And so that was really my goal through the night was to experience something I never tried before. And so I, I always had a good time. I, I can't in my first parties. I can't really say I can't pinpoint too many bad parties or bad experiences that I had when I first got into the lifestyle, especially amongst the, the group of people that I was uh, in, in, you know, in the DMV area. Mm-hmm come on dmv the, D- the dmv black kingsters are lit huh? really okay. because i'm in baltimore okay because the dmv is lit <laughs> let me tell you the dmv yo okay the dmv that's 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 where i came into the lifestyle i lived in um i lived in virginia for a little while okay. and that's where i came into the lifestyle and there are a lot of black kingsters out there
0: okay because that's the thing i know the um time i had ventured at least to a sex club which was the baltimore playhouse not that one, uh, Taboo. <laughs> it was very, and somebody was like, You went on the wrong night. It was very white, very ugly, very, it's not, <laughs> I'm not aroused. Yeah. <laughs> I am not aroused in here right now. Um, and so that was still even an uh, experience because the person that I went with, I didn't go single. I went with the partner, the person I went with, Was more so on the more conservative side, um, definitely vanilla. And so I was even proud of them for... Even going, I'm laughing at your motions because that ends up. You gotta being go, get
1: out. You don't want to be here, get out!
0: Yeah, they're not. We're not together anymore. Um, <laughs> and so it was. I was even proud that he was even willing to do that because I was like, for real, you'll go? <laughs> so when we got in there.
1: It was just like,
0: oh, I am not aroused.
1: <laughs> not definitely, you definitely you want pick the the the, the niggas nights nice to go. I mean, that's where that's what I go to parties with. Black people at host parties because I want to see more sexy Black people in, in my sexy spaces. So, so
0: if yes. you're a couple going for the first time, would you tweak your advice or would you give the same
1: advice? For a couple going at the, on the first time, I would say allow the woman, if you guys want to pull another woman into your play, even if you want to pull another man into your play, let the female of the couple, if it's a, um, a heterosexual couple, a man and a woman, let the female initiate the uh, the... Um, outreach to that person. If you see somebody that y'all want to play with that y'all have some type of interest in um, to for me, coming into a situation, this is going to sound almost a little bit conceited, but coming into a situation where I'm playing with a couple, I'm sure that I'm more than likely, I'm sure that the man wants to play with me. So that sounds really bad. And that's, that's really not the case, but I'm I'm more confident that the man is going to want to play with me than the woman is going to want to play with me. Let me say it that way. So I like to be approached by the woman. So I know that she has some buy-in in in this because if we're going to play, we're going to have, we're going to have a threesome or there's going to be a cuckolding situation or something like that. It's not going to ever be fun. A threesome is never going to be fun with two women. A threesome will never be fun if the two women don't play. So I like to be approached by the woman. It just gives me a sense of a little bit more comfort uh, when I'm approached by the man. It's usually though know, if a man approaches me, then I am still going to go back to the woman, and be like, "Hey, like you know, are you okay with this? Like you know, we want to play." You know, so I, I like I prefer that the woman reaches out. Uh, it just makes me a little bit more comfortable in those the uh, couple situation and unicorning situations.
0: Makes sense. You just said you were a curator of good vibes,
1: curator of good vibes, the cultivator of good vibes,
0: a cultivator. <laughs> so as you're cultivating good vibes and you're planning your play party. like what kind of experience are you trying to put together for black folk to have fun and be freaky?
1: So with the, um, I did two parties with, um, two events with Harvest Soft, and the thing that I was looking for for the play party, it was a little different. I, I was looking for people for that play party who had experience, um, for that play party, people who, who really just, who wanted to have fun. People who just wanted to have fun. Um, and But usually what I'm looking for is some level of experience or at least but at, at a base level, some level, some understanding of consent to me is like the most important, is the most important thing. Even if you don't have experience, but you have an understanding of consent, even if you don't know what the word is necessarily, but you understand that. You can't touch nobody and you can't do nothing to nobody without their permission. If you have an understanding and you are passionate about that, then you can come to pretty much anything that I decide to host, and anything that I decide to do, because that is like the, the foundation that can, that kink and BDSM is built on. That, that foundation is consent. Nothing happens. Nothing works without that.
0: So when you're, is it just like I go on Eventbrite and buy a ticket or you like a little application and you vet? That-
1: so we did for the um, play party uh, in December, we did, uh, it was a, a series of questions that you had to fill out. And if you answered the questions and, and everything was appropriate, we sent you a uh, link to buy a ticket for the weekend placation. We did a weekend retreat last month. And for that one, we actually did, we interviewed people. We did video interviews with people. So was
0: that your story where you blacked out? That was New Year's. That was at a... a oh, okay. No, listen. I've been following like, Oh
1: shit! <laughs> that was at an after party. That was
0: okay, the after shit. The after party was lit like that.
1: Okay, okay. The after party. The after. Well, you know where to go for the after parties. When you got the right people together, it was it was probably like less than twenty people, maybe like fifteen people. That we that after party was better than some of the regular parties. It was. Okay. Fun. That was great.
0: So what do you wear? So like, are you walking in just in regular clothes? Are you trying to come in and dress to impress? You got a little teddy
1: on with some jeans? Like, what are we doing? I personally suggest I like to wear um, like my lingerie either under my clothes or like as a part of my clothes, because depending on where you're going, you don't know what the situation is going to be when you want to change. You don't know how many bathrooms there is, if there's a change in space like and you don't want to be bringing a whole bunch of clothes and outfit changes. It's, it's, it's too much. So I personally like to, I'll usually wear if I'm wearing like a one piece situation, I'll do that with like a skirt or some shorts or some pants so I can just take off my pants, my skirt, whatever, and be ready to go that's how I do it um then bringing a robe is also a good idea because a lot of times after, after you take off your uh after you start playing or take off your clothes sometimes you don't want to put your clothes back on or maybe somebody ripped it on maybe you lost your panties I can't take how many pairs of panties I don't lost <laughs> <laughs> your panties, I have lost pieces of my lingerie, but the secret to that, boom, when you take off your panties, what you do instead of throwing them to the side, you take them and you use them as a scrunchie for your hair because you're about to suck.
0: yeah I like the ingenuity. oh I love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends put me onto that because I, I was like, yo, I lose panties every time I come here. She was like, girl, you're supposed to put them in your hair like a scrunchie. I was like, bitch. Who see that's a pro right there? That is a pro tip right there. (laughs) But that's what you know, you can wear whatever you want, something, but you want to wear something sexy. You want to add to the vibe. If it's a themed party, sometimes some parties are themed. Um, if it's a themed party, you want to, you know, dress with the theme. It's just fun to do that. How often do we get a chance as adults to like dress up in a costume or the color theme? Like just, you know, indulge in that kind of stuff, just because it's fun.
0: I think I shared the first time and I don't think we ever had intention of actually going. This is like my best friend and I, like we're so goofy and dorky. Um, This is a gazillion years ago. We heard about the sex club. We're like, Oh my God, it's Halloween! We saw the flyer for the Halloween party. So we're like, Oh, let's go. So we did not go, but we went and sat in the parking lot and we just watched everyone go in. (laughs) That had to be fun. And it was hilarious. Like, we were sitting there, like, eating our food, watching, like, dang, look, look at Papa Smurf and Mama Smurf. (laughs) But I was like, damn, had we thought about it, that probably would have been a great night to go because everyone was in fucking costume, right? So many people had masks on. You couldn't tell who the people really were. So I was like, damn, that's probably a really great night to go in there. But we had such a fucking bomb ass time just watching the people in costume go inside. So, yes, I was just like, I just think that was a missed opportunity in hindsight that we should have just went in there and gone in there and knocked it out the park the first time. But a it was
1: opportunity arises to go to a Halloween sex party again. I bet you go and jump
0: at it. I would because I'm like, that would be the perfect time if you're somebody who's scared, like, who am I going to see there? I don't want someone to know me. Go to a Halloween theme one. And
1: there you go. You pray. If you go, I've gone to parties and with it, I've gone to parties and just danced and drink and just had a good time and just had conversations with people. That was know? my next
0: question like, what if you were like a voyeur and you just like to watch people? Is that acceptable too? Or That's are you
1: acceptable. that is exactly you, acceptable? Okay, because um, as a voyeur, um, on the other side of that is the exhibitionist and the exhibitionist. I am an exhibitionist. I'm also a voyeur. I just got, I got called last night, called out. And my friends are like, you ain't even really a voyeur. I'm like, like you, can watch it for, you can watch it for like two seconds and you be trying to jump in. <laughs> um, I'm a voyeur and I'm also an exhibitionist. And, um, I enjoy people watching, you know, as a as an exhibitionist. So I love to have eyes on me. I love to have, have people watching me. So you are also adding to their experience. Now there are ways to do that and do it appropriately. Like you don't want to be like up on somebody, up <laughs> in, in the space. like you want to watch from a distance. Don't watch all creepily. Don't be trying to like pull your phone out and take pictures and stuff like that. Like you want to watch and and. Feed that part of them, but do it from a comfortable distance, and don't just don't be a creep. That's the only thing. Don't be a creep. Don't be
0: creepy. Yeah, because that's the part I think. I think if you feel like you're being a creep, you probably are. So do something else. I don't know,
1: <laughs> but watch from, watch from a distance. Watch from watch from a, the couch across the room. You know, or or just watch from a distance where you're not all invading their space.
0: Love it. Now I do want to circle back though, because I feel like everybody needs to hear this after party story because I. I got a little turned on. I ain't even gonna lie. Like, dang, I want to black outdoor sex and like wake up (laughs) and be like, who was that? (laughs) So, you guys set the scene, tell the
1: story, because I done mentioned it this was technically at this point it was January 1st um I was out uh with a friend and we had gone to a vanilla event we had a really really good night we were in New York in Manhattan we had a really good night boom that party great drank chill hung out with the white people, cool (laughs) left that party went to a play party um we didn't play he didn't play at that play party he was like talking and networking or whatever, or doing whatever he was doing. I ended up getting involved in a really nice impact scene. I had some friends there. I actually even ran into my my cousin was at this party where her. Okay, cousin. <laughs> that was going on, but all right, here we go. Um, Had a great time at that party, left that party. I was like, all right, now we're going to go to the after-hour spot because there was another party that was finishing up. It was like three, four in the morning. There's another party that was finishing up. It's at my friend's place. I usually spend the night at their place. So I was like, we're just going to go there. So we go there. The party that was there is winded down. People are starting to leave. But the, the cool kids, you know, are <laughs> staying and, you know, getting ready for the for the after party or for whatever that night is going to be. So the DJ's done spinning. He put on his playlist. Now, this playlist, the, the late night playlist, the like after 3 a.m. playlist, it got all the sexy vibes on it. It got songs Hello. that I you know, recognize. And I like that shit. I love it. So we are, we are playing. We are having sex. Uh, the young man that I came with is is having sex with one of my friends. This is the first time they are meeting for the first time. She's like, yo, can I? And I was like, please have some. It's great. You're it. <laughs> and having sex, it was great. At some point, him and I get back to it and we're having sex and it's good. And my face is like, we're on the bed, we're on the, um, the mattress. All the mattresses are like on the floor. We're on the mattress and I'm like facing the wall and he's fucking me from behind. So I'm like laying on my stomach. Got it. That's, that's my favorite position. I love that shit. So <laughs> I like to be choked. I like to be bit. I like to be slapped. Well, i with you on the I biting like, yes. I, ooh, God. I love being bit. <laughs> um, all that, but re- that, that, I want to say the weeks leading up to that him and I had been doing a lot more um, breath play Him choking me. So We're doing that. Boom. And so the way he's got me, he has his arm like around my neck like this because of the position that we're in. So he's choking me. And when he, when, you know, when it gets to be too much, I'll usually like tap and then he'll let it go. That's, that was our thing. That was our safe word that we were, you know, establishing. (laughs) So we did that probably like three times. He choked me and get to a point where I'm like, all right, I'll tap and let go. He do it again. He choked me. I tap. He let go. This last time. He choked me, right? <laughs> and then I just remember, I remember like waking up, like coming back to When you get choked out, you you don't realize that you get choked out until you wake back up. It's like a, I don't know, you just black out. You don't feel it black out, but you know that you've blacked out once you come back. So I realized that I have blacked out because I came back. And I'm looking and I'm like, what am I looking at? Is this wall that has like these leaves, this leaf thing on it. And I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? What is that? And I recognize the wall cause I've been here a lot of times. I was like, oh, I know where I'm at. Oh shit. Okay what am I doing right now? Because I feel my body moving. and Like, I just, my mind was completely out of it. I feel my body moving, but I'm like, what am I doing right now? Then I realized that I was having sex and it was feeling really, really good. <laughs> oh shit, I'm fucking right now. Okay. <laughs> God, this feels good. the <sighs> fuck? And I was like, what am I fucking right now? And then I heard him moan and I was like, oh, I know who this is. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're We're all right. Like, <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. uh, Completely, you completely, if if you've never, you know, blacked out or been choked out, because that's what it was. You've never been choked out. Like, you, you just don't, like, you just lose, you lose it. And and at that point, I had been drinking. And at that point, it's like, probably like four or five o'clock in the morning. It was late. We were tired. tired. It,
0: It was a lot.
1: It was a lot. And so, yeah, but it was fun. I like it.
0: I was watching and I'm like, this story is incredible. <laughs> People love that.
1: I was like, oh, wow. That wasn't even the first time I've been choked out. I got
0: stories. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, choke out. Uh, <laughs> what is one of your, because I've been trying to like really hone in on this for myself. What is one of your current sexual fantasies that are unfulfilled for fantasies?
1: Unfulfilled fantasy. Mm. Unfulfilled fantasy. I would love, I would love a gangbang. That is something that I want to do. That is something that I want to um, arrange for myself. Um, But I want my gangbang to be people that I have hand-selected to be a part of my gangbang. Um, I want them to be people that I have played with in the past, past partners of mine, people that I've played with in passing, because I want it to be the vibe that I need it to be. A lot of times gangbangs can be really like, um, what's the word I want to use? They can be really, they, I don't want to say they can because I've never participated in one, but they seem okay. like Sometimes they seem very like demeaning and I don't want mine to be like that I Want my gangbang to be a very I wanted to the people that are going to be there to be people who genuinely give a fuck about my orgasm that genuinely give a fuck about my pleasure and making this experience the experience that I want it to be I want it to be people that love and care about me uh, you know in my gangbang um so that is something that is something that I would like to have because I like I like a lot of sex I like a lot a lot a lot of sex um and I want I want there to be a room of five men who want to satisfy every part of my body from top to bottom in flipped and reversed and swift fuck and tag teamed and I want I want all of that.
0: It's funny oh. I just had a guest who had her first gangbang at 42 so Yes, He had five dicks in the room and oh. worked it on out. And it was so funny because for me, one of my unfulfilled sexual fantasies is a threesome with two men. And the one thing that has always been so, and she said something to me that has stuck with me. So whenever that happens, it's going to be right here. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I said, it would always seemed daunting to have to juggle two dicks, right? Like, and she's like, no. <laughs> As you're shaking your head, she's they're like, here. no, no. Make it about you. They're there for you. I was about to say, they're juggling you. You're not yeah. juggling
1: anything. Your your you your role is to be there and to be open and to you know be there and be open and be receiving. They're they they are taking care of you. They are catering to you and creating that experience for you in that in that situation. It's not juggling. Two dicks.
0: that's it's what she said fun. she's like make it center your pleasure and it will not be a daunting task at all and you'll have a lot of fun because it was very interesting to me the backlash that aj johnson got for revealing that her 50th birthday gift to herself was a threesome with two men and she was saying it was one of the best things she ever did like was for her 50th birthday
1: threesomes group sex in general is the bomb threesomes are amazing Fucking couple swap situations are fucking phenomenal. Like, I love, I think I love, I was just talking about this on Twitter. I, I think I like group sex. I, I like group sex more than I like one-on-one sex. Why? I, because even when I'm not participating, there's still something to watch. I'm still being, you know, aroused and turned on. A lot of times when I'm in threesome situations, something's going to happen that I haven't experienced before. And and I, I, I one of my kinks is exploration. I love trying different things. I love having new experiences. And so in a threesome situation, you're you end up in positions you do things, you see an opening, you like, "Well, I want for my mouth right." there. I want to be okay. Oh, That's right. This happened like there there are things that that just happen and and you've got to fit yourself into the puzzle somehow and, and it's it's in a way that you didn't think that you were, you know, would be able to before. And so it's just it's always fun. It's just always a really really good time.
0: Now that's okay. an interesting perspective to say it like that because um well, I'm going to ask you this first before I finish. Do you prefer um, threesomes of two men or threesomes of two women? Or you, I, don't, mm, you don't have a preference?
1: Mm, I definitely prefer a threesome with two men um, because I I, 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 as much as I do love and enjoy women, I prefer to play with women on a one-on-one basis as opposed to with a man in the room because I never want to feel like I never want the the it to feel like we are doing some like the women are doing things to satisfy or to you know to make the threesome about the man. I don't know. I would much rather it just be in a threesome situation. I would much rather it just be about me. And I I love I love having my face and my pussy fucked at the same time. So
0: I'm face and pussy fucking.
1: (laughs) That's a really good feeling. (laughs) You just you're in between, you're just like a seesaw. It's it's a like,
0: seesaw. I love the analogy. So I What's see it? it. It's so good. It's so good. A seesaw. <laughs> 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 My brain. It's a thought bubble there. It's um, good. It's great. So <sighs> what is the perfect dick to you?
1: The perfect dick to me. Um I am I am I'm not a lymph girl. I am definitely, definitely a thickness girl. I have learned recently that I like a good stretch. A nice, you thick, like a good girthy dick. Nice, thick, meaty, heavy. I want that shit to thud when it smacks me on my forehead. Like I want heavy, meaty. I wanna be like, oh my God, you need some help lifting that. That's the type of dicks that I like. Um, so a nice thick one, it ain't gotta be long. If it's a good six inches out I'll, I'll be happy with a good six inch thick, thick daddy. I wanna, I wanna have to like. Look at that shit like it's a fucking burger when I wanna fucking suck it. I want it to be huge. I don't, I want my mouth, but not so big <laughs> that it's so big that I can't get my mouth around it because then I feel inadequate and I don't like that.
0: I don't like that. But when it's no, the- it is something to feeling full. Yes, that stretch. It, 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 it is something to feeling full. I don't know what it is, but I am with you. It's um,
1: so good. I used to be like long dicks, long, long, big, long next- dicks. No,
0: I am kind sometimes a size queen <laughs> um, because I think I had, I had it in life where I think I had my perfect dick and I'm glad that I got to experience it for mm-hmm. a good amount of time. We had a lot of bomb sex with it, but it had length and it had girth and it had to me, my, <laughs> my listeners know. I like the snicker bar vein down the top. Um, that, is that is the hallmark chef kiss of a good dick to me. Um, and I just like pretty dicks. And this was like one, it filled me up. It was like, it was just enough in your mouth where it hurt right here in the crease, but it wasn't <laughs> unattainable.
1: <laughs> you gagged really on it a couple fun. times.
0: Like it was. That was a good tick and so it's always interesting to me because some people like I was so shocked one person on the pod said that they liked like not pencil but not and I had never heard someone say that, but we all like different things
1: but I think it's also what you what you experience because I mean literally i was i used to be intimidated by big dicks long and or thick I was intimidated by buy big dicks i was i just was like i can't do that that's gonna hurt me i can't take that and then i got my first thick one and i was like oh that's what that's, like. <laughs> that's okay. what it feels like that <laughs> again, and then i had one that was abnormally thick that i had to ask him like is this can you wear condoms like what well, like we let's before we get to this let's talk about this do they make condoms for your dick because this is not this is Damn. not. No, literally, I had to. I was like, "Do I asked myself, do they make condoms for your dick? Because this is not, this is not normal, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not." But like, let's talk about it. He said they do. There's one company that makes condoms for like extremely large penises. And they so, do,
0: and it's one condom t- company too. And I've tested it out. Um, one condoms. They have fifty different size condoms. Yes, it was the one.
1: It was the one condom. They have one called like the black something I can't remember what it was, but they yeah. made a really, really, big one, and he said that's what he has to use. You have a okay, sis. So. <laughs> that's the one, that is the one dick that I've ever had that I was never, that I wanted so bad and could never get again, so oh
0: that's always so frustrating i had a good dick once that i only got to sit on one time and i think about it often um, i think
1: about this nigga every day
0: <laughs> like what is he doing right
1: now he be liking my post like, don't like my post don't like my shit uh, i'll pull up. pull up don't don't do <laughs> it don't with me. Okay. you want me to beg because i
0: will that is um <laughs> That is that is one of the worst things too, and I always replay the whole scenario with him in my mind. Like, how did I only get to sample this one fucking time? Like, what
1: happened? <laughs> that that was all God said I could get. <laughs> I I have done the same thing. I'm like, did I say something wrong? Did I do so? Like, what happened? We, we actually we, that night that was such a good night. Oh my god, we fucked twice that night, and then he had to leave. It was like late. It was like four o'clock in the morning. He had to leave and he gave me his number. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get this again. I can't wait till my friends try it. I was excited. I was so excited. <laughs> and, then we and then he stopped texting back and I was like, so we're not going, we're not going to do this again. We were just having a conversation about how as a woman, your pussy don't really slap till you turn 30. When we had we were having that conversation, I was like, how old are you? He was like, I'm 45. I was like, okay. and he was old. I love an old nigga. He was like, 45. I was like, ooh. And I looked at him. He was like, I ain't even going to ask how old you are. I was like, he was like, how old are you? I was like, I'm 27. This was the last time I 27. He was like, oh. I was like, but it ain't going to get good. It ain't going to get real good till I'm 30. He was like, damn, I want this when you turn 30. Talking all that talk, nigga, for three days later, now you're not texting me back. Why are you doing that? Did he oh you know you say he's in your DMs. I was like, did he die? But he did not die. Um <laughs> I found out that he was he was he was somebody important. <laughs> so I oh. think that might have something to do with it. Um yeah, I found out he was he was somebody, somebody politically important.
0: Oh I don't think I had no political dick, but I know them niggas be freaks, so
1: all I know is that dick was large. <laughs> large. <laughs> and when a nigga tell me you could do anything you want to me, oh I mean. Oh, I'm in. Because
0: you don't hear those words often. But when
1: I do, when I do, I'm,
0: I'm going to take advantage. I know, that's
1: right. I love that.
0: Before we wrap up, in the news this week, and this is bothering me, and I just because you happen to be this week's guest, we're going to talk about it really quick. There's been this resurgence about fucking body count. And um, I am, I am literally stunned that people still ask this question. Because I'm stunned that you would expect an honest answer. <laughs> um, because for some people, they've stopped
1: counting.
0: I mean, and, and at the end of the day, does it really fucking matter? Like, who gives a fuck?
1: Yeah, I honestly, that that's uh, every time that con- the conversation comes up, I used to entertain it every time it came up and then it didn't come up it had to come up for a while but the, you know Lil dirk did his interview or whatever and it came back up and i was Lil like I'm not gonna talk about it i'm not gonna talk about it i'm gonna leave it alone but then i kept seeing it coming up and the thing that it, it didn't it didn't even bother me that the men were talking about it because men are going to say whatever the fuck they want to say what men like to do is they like to talk about women so that we devalue ourselves and they can the idea is once they we, once they devalue us they can get us by doing less
0: yes yes, they
1: yes, yes 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 people like your value is less so then they have to do less to get you like no um but i don't care what they say what they say is what they say and i don't give a shit the problem that i had when this conversation came back up was the response from a lot of women doing this well you know i ain't you know why we talk about body count but i only got five bodies like doing this (laughs) i cannot stand a pick me ass bitch. i expect men to be men i don't think that they're that smart if i'm being 100% honest i really Uh don't that smart but when a woman is doing that pick me bullshit you want to be picked you want to be a pick me you want to be chosen by somebody who's not even smart enough to know what options they have like what is this why like why 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 they bothered me this time it was the women it, that really bothered me this time
0: yeah the level of pick me that came out good god it was like, jumping because it, <laughs> it was like at the end of the day to your point you're saying all of this, but you internalize what he said. And so it was like, oh, well, I got to prove my worth so someone will pick me. It's only five.
1: <laughs> we, it don't matter, but I mean, because they do a little bit, I'm just like, it's so, that shit is so fucking cool. It doesn't yeah. matter. Why okay. does it matter? What Literally, what does it change?
0: Because, that, yeah, I I'm, would I'm go on a whole sermon because these niggas be out here fucking this bitch, that bitch and still can't fuck, so
1: <laughs> it <Literally>. don't matter. <laughs> Literally, what does it matter? I Personally, I prefer that my partners are people who are sexually experienced because again, I like exploration. I like, put me onto a position I have never tried before. Put me onto something I have never seen before. Show me something that I don't know. I know a lot. I've done a lot. Put me onto some shit that I don't know. When somebody can show me something that I've never heard of, seen, done, try, that is is really, that is the weight of my heart. Show me some shit. Let me tell you,
0: this guy, Tell me on some shit you ain't never done. It's um a new position is always interesting. I feel like with me, I'm a big girl. I got a big ass, so niggas always want to do dog. Like that is like because the visual. I get it, it y'all. Visual creatures. I get it. <laughs> so I had this one guy. So he's like, I got a finishing move. We gonna try. Finisher. Your- okay. So I, if you're listening to this, sorry, you might not get it. But if you're watching on Patreon, you're getting the visual. So I'm like this. Like, this is my head. Shoulders are like this. But my legs are bent like this a little bit. Like, you're almost like a six, almost. Mm-hmm. And he's his feet are on the ground. So I'm like this. I get his feet are on the ground by my head. But his butt is, like, touching my butt. So he bent his dick into my pussy. And he was, like, squatting. Like stroking my dick, my his dick in my pussy while I'm bent like this. The way I nut it all over that dick. That sounds fire. Hold up, I need
1: to see what this one is called. I have to send you. I
0: would have found a picture of it because I was trying to explain it to someone else. I will send you the picture. I'll DM it to you. But like, goddamn,
1: that sounds. on fire. So
0: I enjoyed my interactions with him because he I was like we are going to do that finish like I was like a crackhead like we are going to do that finisher again. <laughs> That's
1: the thing that you did
0: last Yeah. Time so <laughs> I'm with you. The new new shit open for new things. I like that Yeah.
1: Shit. I'm with you. That. And then somebody who's a little bit slutty is going to be willing to do some something a little weird sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like who the fuck wants to do missionary? Everyone wants to do missionary and doggy all the
0: time. You ain't got nothing else in seen there before. So I don't know. People would a few people had judged me because I never liked missionary. Like I, I never it. I never wanted to do it. I never liked it. You know, fold me like a pretzel, all that. Like I'm down for all that. And so someone recently that I had started fucking like on one of my pandemic fuck buddies was really into slow strokes. Eye contact, you know. And so I'm like, man, you're not gonna turn me over. Like the first time, like the first time we had to, I was just like, and then one day it just like, I don't know, he had set the mood a little different this time. And I was like, Oh shit, this is some nasty shit. Like it's 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 missionary, it's slow strokes, you talking me through an orgasm, it's in my ear. Like, so I've come to have now an appreciation for it. Whereas before I was never like, like, all right, nigga, like, let's do something else. But now, yeah, I do have an appreciation oh. for it.
1: You feel every, you feel every bit, you feel that part of the dick with a head meets the shaft. You just can feel all, and it just be gushing around it. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. I love, it. I love it. Yeah.
0: So I was like, so now that I want the scoreboard with that. Cause before that <laughs> never registered for me, but. Now we're on the scoreboard. So and there's
1: something wrong with missionary and doggy, but if that's the only things that you can do because you haven't tried anything else, like this is this is the opportunity to yeah. try.
0: Just try it with somebody. Absolutely. So that is your boonie breakdown homework of the week. It's to try a new sex position with whoever you fucking with somebody new you fucking, but try a new sex position this week. Absolutely. All right. We're gonna at the breakdown. I'm gonna say a word. You say the first thing that comes to mind and <clears throat> be sound. It could be a phrase. It could be anything. All right. First one is always easy and standard. Black women. Beautiful. Whips. Um, Dungeon. Dick. Dick. Butt plugs.
1: (laughs) I don't know why my mind went to fisting. I've been talking about anal fisting (laughs) lately.
0: Fisting choking
1: mm, blackout
0: squirting puppy pad, <laughs> and uh <laughs> pin and last one a dominatrix
1: Ooh, um dungeon
0: so it was your tweet i saw because
1: <laughs> you said puppy pad,
0: the visual came <laughs> It was your tweet because it was like the, the 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 sheet on the bed that's how I the, the towel, towel down. Bed. I never thought about a puppy pad.
1: Puppy pads it put, put you on game. Puppy pads will save your bed. If you are a squirter, puppy pads will save you from putting a fucking towel down because the towel does nothing. You squirt. If you are a squirter, squirter, it is going through that towel. There's still a wet spot on the bed, and now you just have a soggy, squirty towel, and now you want to do laundry. If you wasn't drinking water, it might smell like piss. Like, you got a whole situation going. Puppy pads. You put them yes. down. Sometimes you put two down. Sometimes you put three down. Depends on <laughs> depends on your activity. And when you're done, you ball it up and throw it in the garbage. The mattress is dry. Everyone. yeah oh my god, I've never thought about this. Period sex, all this shit. Oh my god. Glad has um black puppy pads. So the white and blue ones to me are ugly. They look like a the hospital, they like look surgical, they're ugly, but Glad has black ones. Black puppy pads.
0: <sighs> this is the biggest gem I think has has ever been dropped on the <laughs> yeah. boonie breakdown. Okay. <laughs> puppy, puppy pads for the squirt. Oh my god, Majesty. This is great. If you could tell everyone where they can follow you on the internet social media, anything new you have coming up, just
1: plug it away. Yes. So you guys can find me at the funsexual, T-H-E-F-U-N-S-E-X-U-A-L, on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, you can also look up the Fun Sexual podcast. You can find me on YouTube. I am on Apple. I am on Spotify. I am on Google and some other places. But if you go to my Instagram, you'll find a link in bio. Um, and y'all can be looking forward to some events. I am hopefully, fingers crossed, not on wood, going to be throwing something in the DMV upcoming. So, that is something that y'all can look out for.
0: Wonderful. So, I will be sure to link that in the show notes and on the com. So, Majesty, thank you so much because you dropped gems today. You <laughs> dropped like three right. or four
1: gems today. So, thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. Thank you so much for having me. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that?
0: All right. It has been a little minute, but we have a Boonies confession for... This episode, Um, if you're unfamiliar, Booney's confession, people sending to me their little ratchet stories or whatever the fuck they need to get off their chest. Anonymous. Think of it like confession in church, but ratchet style. All right. And so this week's confession says sex on the subway train. Big eyes emoji. I was on the one train going uptown to the last stop Van Cortland Park in the BX in the last car. I sat on his lap. Held on to the pole and rode. We got off the train and did it again in the park. Good times. Tongue out emoji. All right, you better ride that dick on the subway train. <laughs> now I do have a question because we didn't we didn't say what time of day. So I'm assuming it was at night because you also know y'all gotta be careful. You gotta be careful fucking in parks. Because if there is a jungle gym in the park, then it's considered a child's park. And if you get parked, if you get caught, you're on the sex registry list. So this is a confession and a freak educational tip all in one. Do not have sex in where there's a children's jungle gym. You will If you get caught, you are on the sex registry list. All right. But to our confession today, the ratchet in me always honors the motherfucking ratcheting you. Homaste. All right, guys. I want to thank our guest, Majesty, the fun sexual, for joining us this week. I told you that the episode was going to be good; it was going to be educational, and she dropped gems and gave you tips on how to enter this space. All right, she was not a sex educator; she's a sex enthusiast. So these are real life tips. I mean, the panties as the head, the head wrap band. Who, where, where else would you learn those tips but the boonie breakdown all right so again thank you to majesty also be sure to support our sponsor dame products you can use the code boonie one zero that's boonie all caps one zero to save 10 percent on your purchase at dame All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any apps that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave those five-star reviews. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing. Okay. Have a dope ass week. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. Thank you for listening. And remember, The Ratchet and Me, always honors the ratcheting you homaste until next time